It's the Breakfast Club 10-year anniversary. 10 years. 10 years at a breakfast club. Doing your thing. Doing what you're doing. And being honest with it. They had a job for 10 years. Everything's Gucci over there. Wow. 10 years. Shout out to the best doing it, man. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Damn. Y'all getting old. Y'all been holding it down for 10 years. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Man, y'all been together longer than some people have been married. I'm proud of y'all. The voice of the culture. Peace, love, and uh, let's go to 20 years. Congratulations. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. <laughs> That's right. It's Wednesday, Hump Day, middle of the week. Good morning. Good morning to you. What's happening? This is the part of the show where uh, we sound fake excited to be here. I'm no, happy to be here. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, but you got to shake all the tiredness off. You know what I'm saying? I'd be tired right up until I walk in the door. Nah, you know what I do? I walk I walk outside in the cold. That, when that fresh air, that cold fresh air hits you, wake your ass right up. Man, I've been taking cold showers for the past the past Mm-mm. month. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I so, can't so, do that. So I know the feeling. Well, I don't have no choice. Like, you know, it's the, the, something's off in the shower. And oh, okay. We don't have no, we don't have no hot water, hot, no hot water in the shower. And, you know, we you got said other, it was like a plan. We got other, you know, bathrooms in the crib, but you know, Daddy got to take the L because I'm not. Okay, not, you don't want to wake up the house. I don't want to wake up the house. Me. Exactly. I can't go in one of my daughter's rooms mm-hmm. in the middle in the four o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? So I got to take the L and take the cold shower. Every but they said cold showers are better for you, though. That's what I heard, but That's I ain't, I ain't want to Google it. Yeah, I, I don't heard know, that too. Uh, listen, every single morning I make my uh, espresso shot before I come to work. And that, honestly, by the time I get in my car and drive to work, it wakes me right up. True. You you, you do anything that's a struggle, we say it's better for us. You know that? No, no, but that's what they told me when I was... Um, Who's they? Uh, some doctors told me that. <laughs> some doctor, doctors. Doc, no, some doctors. <laughs> Dr. Amun, Coach Jesse. Okay. That, uh, Coach Jesse's actually going to be on the show today, but they okay. told me if you when you take cold showers, it, it speeds up your, your heart rate. And that's supposed to be good. Oh, okay. I thought that was anxiety this morning when I was driving. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. No, I'm not Probably lying. My heart started beating nah, crazy they, for they no reason. They told me at the end of the shower, the last 30 seconds, you should you should let the cold water, you know, hit you. I was like, am I having a Yeah, it, re- it reduces inflammation is what they say. See? And oh. that helps See? the cardiovascular disease. But what they do say is you should do a cold shower, yeah, towards the end of, of the your shower. shower so yeah. you can... No, my heart did start palpitating crazy this morning. I was like, what am I? I'm not having a panic attack, am I? Oh my I'm not even thinking about anything that's stressing me out. I'm riding in silence, actually. Hmm. But Looking if you have high blood pressure, moon. they said it's not good if you have high blood pressure, though. Oh, cold it can temporarily, yeah, raise it. Oh, damn. Well, you know what? how you feel when that cold water hits you, like, woo. I don't know what causes high blood pressure, age? Because everybody in this room could be prone to high blood pressure, if that's the case. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's it your is. your diet is, yeah. Yeah, diet. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Intake. All Have right. y'all been looking at that beautiful full Stress. moon that's been out all week? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh morning. my God, man! Look up from your damn damn phone and look up at that beautiful full moon that's been out all week. Oh my God! All right, well let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, Well, let's talk about James Harden and Ben Simmons, what they have to say about their trades and their respective teams. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yeezy? 
Well, let's start with James Harden. After his trade and finding his newfound partnership with Joel Embiid at the Philadelphia 76ers, here's what he had to say. Originally, you know, when I was going through everything I was going through, uh, you know, in Houston, uh, Philly was my, you know, my first choice. I just knew, you know, for a very long time, this is a perfect fit. And obviously, you got a, a big man, the best big man in the league, and Joel. And then, obviously, the coaching, uh, just from top to bottom, it made sense. And um, I'm just happy and, and blessed that I'm here. And um, as Doc and, and everybody knows, and everybody wants, is, is to win and be the last team standing. So um, I'm excited for the opportunity. I thought I thought he wanted to go to Brooklyn. I thought he was trying to force a trade to Brooklyn when he was in Houston. Well, I think he said initially he wanted to go there to the 76ers, but then maybe mm. he changed his mind. I don't know. But he did um, not get into specifics about why he decided his time with the Nets needed to end so soon after he began. But um, he did say that the circumstances surrounding Kyrie Irving's decision to remain unvaccinated had an impact on the team. He said very minimally, but he said him and Kyrie are really good friends. Okay, he, now he here is. Shot. You think he, he took a shot at uh, Katie, right? When he said uh, Joe uh, Joel Embiid is the, the best big man in the league, was that a little shot? No, no, Kevin Durant ain't no big man. Kevin Joel Embiid is considered an actual center. Kevin Durant's not considered no center. He's still what six? He's, se- he's actually seven foot, but he's not considered a center. Kevin Durant's like a what two, three? He's, he's big man, three. Yeah, he's a three. small forward. Mm. Yeah, he's just tall. Man. All right, Joel so Embiid is actually here- a center. Is what Ben Simmons had to say about the Brooklyn Nets. And he's hoping to play the March 10th uh, road game versus the Philadelphia 76ers. But here is what he had to say after being officially introduced as a member of the Brooklyn Nets. Did you feel like you couldn't get back to the place where you wanted to be in Philadelphia? And was that part of the reason you asked for a trade? I guess, could you explain that a little bit? Yeah, I think that was part of it. I think, you know, I just wasn't in the place there. Um, to do that, um, and a lot of things had happened over that summer to where I don't, don't, I didn't feel like I was getting that help. But it is what it is. You know, I don't have any. It wasn't a personal thing towards you know any player or, or um, coach. Well, it's all on you now, Ben Simmons. Everybody gonna see what you made of now in Brooklyn. There's no mm-hmm. excuses. Like mm-hmm. you go out there and you got to ball out. If you don't ball out, people gonna say it's you. Now, he also did say the mental health has nothing to do with the trade. It was a bunch of things that he was dealing with as a person in his personal life that he really doesn't want to get into depth with. But he said, I'm here now. It's a blessing to be in an organization like this. And he's looking forward to getting back on the floor and building something great here. And he has spoken to the Sixers coach, Doc Rivers, and other members of the team, but still has not spoken to Joel Embiid. Uh, That should be I mean, I think that combination should work. I do. What's that? I think Ben Simmons will work in Brooklyn. Mm. Mm -hmm. The addition of Seth Curry is great. I think that they're, they're, they're a much better team now. All right. Well, we definitely will be watching. And that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. 800-585-1051. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, lay it out. Hello, who's this? Yes, have no fear. Big Chocolate, the toast suck is here. Shut How's up. everybody? Oh, my goodness. So listen. Uh, so happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, you too, Ange. I didn't have a Valentine's. I can work that out next year. Maybe one of your girlfriends. But listen, Envy, uh, two, two things, my friend. Uh, my grumpy gold chain wearing friend. Now, you got a lot of cars, brother, right? But with all this dough you got, you need to get a boat this year, right? We'll have a nice boat party. I figure we'll throw Charlemagne off the boat with his big head. He'll sink to the bottom. I wouldn't even come. 
And, I would invite uh, you, you know, anyway if I bought a boat. You, you, that look would be a good look, right, pal? No. I wouldn't even come yeah. to the party. I wouldn't invite you either. <laughs> what did you call him? A grumpy gold chain wearing friend? Any ads, any ads, tell the truth, right? Everybody listen to my YouTube video with Snoop Dogg, too. Peace. What? <laughs> <laughs> what did he just do I just don't know, now? Like he said, I don't know. He told you what to do with your money. Sucker, whatever your he name insulted is. you. Right. Threatened me with violence <laughs> and then promoted his YouTube page. <laughs> Goodness gracious. He's versatile. Yeah, very versatile. Hello, who's this? He's verse. Hey, it's wow, Angie from Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> what up, Angie from Fort Lauderdale? <laughs> What's up? Envy in here flirting just... early this What's morning. What's going on, y'all? I'm calling today to get something off my chest. And Angela, I need you to ask the audience what I should do because I'm about to go and pop off in the school and y'all going to be talking, trying to give me donkey of the day, talking about I went and cussed out a teacher. My son comes into the car and tell me a teacher called him a jerk, so I'm ready to let this lady have it. My son is six years old, and a school teacher, instead of inspiring them and being a role model, she over there calling him a jerk, a sloth, telling him it's not rocket science. So what would y'all do? Because I'm ready to You need to go pop off on that teacher, for real, you should. Exactly. So if you don't mind, make your segment today because I'm literally trying to make myself not get incarcerated because I'm afraid of jail to be truthful with you. But I'm ready to let this lady have it because enough is enough. Well, shouldn't we hear both sides? Yes, you should listen to your kids. But There's no you, reason to call a six-year-old a jerk. Yeah, you, you can't call the, a six-year-old a jerk How about have a, a conversation with the teachers? Let's see if that even happened first and foremost. So, okay. I mean, yesterday I went ahead and I gave the lady a call and... Her excuse for calling him a jerk was because he did a cartwheel. Okay, so she admitted to it. Yes, she did. That's good. I I respect that. she admitted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sloths don't do cartwheels. Because she could have been trying to relate to the kids, you know what I mean? And, like, you know, the whole jerk Mm -mm. dance. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. jerk. No, that wasn't a jerk. But what I would do, mama, is is I would put it in writing first. Uh-huh. Because you got to protect yourself. I put it in writing. I would send a note to the principal and the teacher says, you know, my son is traumatized for calling him a jerk, this, that, and the other. And then you could go pop off. But at least have it in writing first, just in case you need it. And and by the way, go above and go above her, by the way. Go to the principal. Go above her and get some right. type of mediation. That's what I said. Yeah. You, so you're, you're not right, alone. Right so you're not alone in the room with this teacher so that there's somebody there that can make sure that it doesn't go too far. But when I say pop off, I don't mean do nothing yeah, physical crazy. Just y'all should have explained that beforehand. You yeah, don't tell her go pop off. Say, I didn't mean go hit her. Go no, 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 you know exactly her. what she mean when she say pop no, off. She, was, she, was, she wasn't going to hit the teacher. She was just going to, you know. How you know? She's from Florida. Lyrically lash the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't be giving me the donkey of the day if you hear me on the news because I went off. Exactly. Right, now, question. Do you have any uh, friends that are attorneys? I don't. I was thinking about that last night. I don't. And I wish I did because y'all were talking about um, having cameras in the class. And I think it's necessary because look at what I'm going through. And I got her to confess, but... You know, she can go in back and change her word. Absolutely, because it's her word versus your word. You should have recorded it. If you have an attorney friend, all you got to do is have an attorney friend write a letter with, with their uh, their LLC and uh, ESQ on it, and then um, usually they they fix up immediately when a, when a lawyer is involved. And is she black or white? She's white. That's the problem. Oh, that my see. kid is, is as chocolate as a Hershey. Got you. Well, well, good luck today. Don't do nothing crazy when we say pop right. off. Just so lyrically, mean, not lyrically. Lyrically, just lyrically. Day, just uh, speak with it. Liquid swords. Use your words. Yes. All right. Okay. Be safe, Sounds mama. Good. Thank y'all. And, All right. And nobody offends me when they say this isn't rocket science. Rocket science. It's not rocket science. 
And guess what? You don't know how you wouldn't know how to do rocket science either, Miss Teacher. Okay, you know you know the only people that know how to do rocket science? Rocket scientists. Okay? That's so I don't even know why we say that. Science. I don't even know why well, we say, say that. Well, they say that because rocket science is difficult, so it's not nah, but, as difficult But you can't do it either. Science. So if somebody says know, to me, that's that, what you saying. can't do it, this ain't rocket science. Well, you can't do it either. Meaning the thing that they're explaining to you is easier. Huh? You're a jerk. Yeah. They're saying it's, it's, yeah. it's no. not rocket science. It don't make no sense. 585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, DJ. Angela Yee, Charmaine the God. Peace, King. Good morning. My name is Jody Artist. I'm an upcoming artist. Uh, last time I called, Charlemagne thought I was the Asian dude. That's the number. And... I would like to sing for you guys this one again. Oh, oh, oh. You, uh, Charlamagne, you 21, 22. Yes, yes, Let me hear it. Was. Let me hear it. All right. Natural great is so beautiful. <laughs> I love anyone else. Do I love you, baby? Hey. Yes, yes impossible. Cause you stole my heart and my life to keep it. Keep it, darling. Oh, Ooh. Yes, sir. That's Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Y- Young King. Stop it. Yes. Yo, can you do me a favor? Please go to Instagram and tap in Kilo the Artist and just follow me and check my music and check my stuff. Y'all Please. sleeping on Kilo the Artist, boy. He wants you to follow I'm him. No. Kilo the Artist, boy. Kilo the Artist ain't playing no games early in the morning. Him. He wants you to follow him. Sing the 10 for me one yes, time, sir. Kilo. Sing the 10 for me one time. Nature is great, so beautiful. Those ain't numbers. All right, you have a good one, brother. Thank you, thank you. Kilo Fire. Kilo waking us up this morning. Hello, who's this? Good morning, gorgeous. Good morning, it's Monique from Georgia. Hey, Hey, Monique. Monique, get it off your chest. Listen, I stayed up and watched the verses last night, and I'm paying for it this morning. Oh, you tired? Mm-hmm. You beat? What do you mean you paid for it? She's tired. Oh, I thought you meant I you did paid. go there. I didn't watch the whole thing. What time did it end? It ended like around 11, like a little after 11. I'm like, look, I go to bed like 9, 10 o'clock, but I Listen. stayed up, but it was really good. Where you live at? Where you at? I'm in Georgia. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So okay. you you like yeah. music in uh, Anthony Hamilton. No, I didn't get to watch it. I didn't get to see it. I watched I you watched the that. first half of it, but then I I was in bed watching it, and then I ended up falling asleep toward the end. Yeah, it was yeah, you it was beautiful though. Were you by yourself? Yes, I was by myself with my wine in front of the TV, mm-hmm. <laughs> dancing. But you can tell <laughs> Anthony Hamilton had his thing all planned out. He had his little you know people come out and perform with him. Um, they both did a great job though. But yeah, one time for the over thirty five club. Did the Hamiltons come out? Yep. They did, yes. Yeah, Anthony. Who did you like? Who did you like better? Well, I I love both of them, but I think Anthony Hamilton had his better planned out. Well, it looks like he had JD behind his, you know, mm-hmm. DJing and everything DJing. was planned out by JD for him. So JD had him like on point. A nice plan. Gotcha. Did you like a uh, music yeah. soul child sweater? I saw everybody was talking about his sweater. I know. <laughs> The the crop hoodie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was dope though. I hate y'all missed it. Well, <sighs> ye watched, but you yeah, she watched, watched it. I watched it. 
Well, you All have right. a good morning, yes. Monique, and I'm sorry you feel so tired. Wake up, have some, co- have some coffee. I know I got to get up. I got to have some coffee. Yeah, I love coffee. You know, that's the only way I get through my day is a cup of coffee. Me too. Yes. Where can I buy your coffee, Yee? Um, CoffeeUpliftsPeople.com. You can buy it online. It is absolutely amazing. Okay, I'm going to try. All right, y'all have a good day. Thank you. Peace. Peace. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about Floyd Mayweather. He responds to Logan Paul's claim that he owes him some money. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen well, Floyd Mayweather was on the Pivot Podcast. That episode came out yesterday, and he was sitting down with former NFL stars Ryan Clark, Channing Crowder, and Fred Taylor, and he reacted to Logan Paul's claim of money being owed to him. Here's what Logan Paul had said originally. Yeah, I heard you had to file a suit against Mayweather, so he hasn't No, no, I don't think we did yet. Are you planning to? Yeah. Is that like soured you at all on professional fighting, having what? to go through this with Mayweather? Yeah. Thank you, thank you. So yeah, much. it's honestly bullshit. Like having people who aren't a professional promotional company control where the money goes is like we made that mistake. But you know, it's Floyd Mayweather, so before we fought him, we kind of were willing to do whatever, and now after the fact, we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah. Because he's a scumbag. Would you ever fight him again under any circumstances? Uh, no, he wanted to. He reached out. And, yeah. But like, well, Floyd Mayweather responded, and here's what he had to say about this alleged money that he still owes Logan Paul. You know, to them, that's real money. And, and I like YouTube because I don't mind getting a, a right. YouTube check. The money is not coming fast enough. That's mm-hmm. why when they say money on the back end as far as pay-per-view, it take a while, right. you know? And he shouldn't trip. If he feel like he done great numbers and we done record-breaking numbers, then I, I understand nothing comes right away. Just like I'm still collecting checks from fights uh, seven, eight years ago. I'm still collecting checks. Why? Because I made smart moves and I'm my own boss, you know? Look how many years they've been owe, owing us money. We don't never trip. So now when the tables turn, they say, Oh, you owe us something. Be happy with the biggest payday you ever got in your life. Or, or be happy that the biggest payday that you ever got in your life is coming, I guess. I would be upset. It's been eight months. I mean, listen, Floyd knows that game better than me, so I don't know how long mm-hmm. it takes for the money to get distributed, so I can't argue with Floyd on that. I don't I don't know how long it takes for that money to get distributed. Eight months seems like a long right. time. Right, he says that pay-per-view money takes a while, and he said it just doesn't come right away. He, but the fact that he's still collecting checks from fights that were seven or eight years ago He's saying, you know, it just takes a while. That might so be royalties. Sure that long. might be a, a lot of other things, too. But that eight months seems a long time to get paid off of that fight. I do feel like I remember Floyd one time. I forgot who he fought, but I remember him months later posting a check for um, like $100 million from what he got from the fight. So well, he it sh- probably does take a while. Well he, showed, well, he showed me his bank account one time right after the fight. If the fight was on... Sunday, maybe, or Saturday. Mm-hmm. I seen it on Sunday. He had that money in his account that Sunday. I don't know. <laughs> it was he, a couple hundred million. He would know better than me. He, he might it. have a different situation. I don't know. Then, you know, he might get money up front. Who knows? But he works out. Now, mm-hmm. he also talked about a lot of different things like wealth. And he said uh, being rich is something that's short-term. Wealth is long-term. He talked about Warren Buffett and sitting with him and how Warren Buffett has over 500 jets. And he said basically the goal is to go to sleep when you want to and wake up when you want to. 
and not having someone or something controlling you. He said he paid seven hundred and fifty thousand to get out of his first promotional contract because eventually he made seven hundred and fifty million in just three fights. I remember so that. he did. He doesn't care what people believe or what they do. He said it's not good enough for everyone. So no matter what people will say, what they want to say. And he also talked about NBA Young Boy and his daughter Yaya having a child together. NBA Young Boy, it was when he went away for a while. I like to say going to college for a little bit, went to school for a little bit. He's back, and I'm proud of him, proud of my daughter, and I only want the best for NBA young boy. I'm gonna continue to push him and push her, both of them to be great. My grandson, I love him, you know. Every day, you know. Uh, actually, my my grandson is just like his mom. His mom used to hold on my leg all day, and he want me to pick him up all day. Right. I love it. That's what life's about. Absolutely. Well, Floyd is a, is, is a smart businessman. He has a smart team around him. So Floyd makes a lot of great moves. He he owns a lot of uh, skyscrapers, actually, in New York. Most, was, most people don't know that. It was the Manny Pacquiao fight, too. My our producer, Eddie, just came in here and showed me. The what? Remember when I said he showed us a check a year yeah, later? Yeah, yeah. It was the Manny Pacquiao fight. All right, now Coachella has dropped all COVID-related restrictions. So if you're planning to go to that music uh, festival, they revealed yesterday that you don't have to be vaccinated. You don't have to provide a negative test. You don't have to wear a mask or any of those things if you want to attend. So that's in accordance with local guidelines. And the event uh, shall be presented in accordance with applicable public health conditions as of the date of the event. And that could change at any time. So... Right now, they're saying that's dropped, but if things change, there will be whatever protective measures that are necessary. So what's going and on? They what are you doing, announced- man? That's, 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 that's mm-hmm. standard now? Oh, that's just for Coachella? That's everywhere in the world? I think it depends on, on whatever local guidelines are. So depending on what state you're in, whatever those mandates are, mm. that's what you follow. Yeah, they're starting to pull the mandates off, so people's like YOLO. All right, well, let's get ready, for, get ready for the Roots Picnic. Also, I saw yesterday they announced who will be performing at the Roots Picnic. They said it's uh, 15 years, by the way, and it's a two-day festival with podcasts, performances, and Mary J. Blige with the Roots. That'll be dope. Mm-hmm. Summer Walker, WizKid, Jasmine Sullivan, uh, Rick Ross, Black Thought, Bang the Butcher, Keisha Cole, SWV, Music Soul Child, Kirk Franklin, G Herbo, Tierra Whack. There's a lot of performances going down. Freddie Gibbs will be there. Yeba will be there. So shout out to everybody. Our girl DJ Diamond Cuts and also DJ Active. So get ready for that. Man, they got million dollars worth of game who put the, who curated the podcast stage and they got uh, horrible decisions out there and just hilarious, carefully reckless. They got earn your leisure. Mm-hmm. All black effect. Jamel Hill, unbothered. Jamel Hill. Yeah, like, yes. Like, they drop one of the clues bombs for the roots. Mm-hmm. They figured out how to put together a really dope festival that blends, uh, you know, a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything that's really moving in the culture right now. So salute to the Roots, man. So that's June 4th and June 5th. You can go to rootspicnic.com if you want to get tickets. And I do want to shout out to Miguel and Naz, Nazanin, him and his wife, are back together. If you guys remember, they announced that they were breaking up and then... Now they're back together. They uh, Miguel posted a picture of the two of them. He said, love heals, proud of us. And she said, heal the root so the tree is stable. I'm so proud of us. So congratulations. Happy to see they worked it out. Absolutely. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. We got front page news next. Uh, yes. And we are going to talk about some key takeaways from George Floyd's uh getting murdered and we'll talk about a former cop's testimony he did go ahead and testify and we'll tell you what he had to say all right we'll get into that next it's the breakfast club good morning the breakfast club your mornings will never be the same 
The General Insurance is a quality insurance company that has been saving people money for nearly 60 years. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy, and you should take a closer look at The General. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. WWPR FMHD1 New York. And our heart radio station. All right. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yeezy? Well, we're going to start with the six-year-old girl. She had been missing for two years, but she was found safe in a secret room under a staircase. This was in upstate New York at a Socrates home. Detectives saw her feet in the hidden space. Now, the parents of uh, Paisley Schultz had abducted their own daughter after losing custody of her in 2019, and they kept her hidden there where her paternal grandfather lives since then. There was a tip uh, that led to the grandfather's home. A detective then saw something off about the staircase and saw a piece of a blanket peeking through the cracks. They used a tool to remove several of the wooden steps, and that's when they saw those tiny feet, and then they removed several more steps, and they found Paisley and her mother in a makeshift room under a closed staircase that led to the basement of the residence. Paisley was only four years old when her parents lost custody of her and her oldest sister. The day that authorities were supposed to pick up the kids, Paisley's mom and father fled with her to Socrates. The older daughter was in school at the time of the abduction and she ended up living with a legal guardian. So then uh, Monday, authorities did get this tip. They said the cops had previously been to that home and they said they would, were met with resistance. And at other times they said, oh, no, you can come in and look around. There's nobody here. The child's not here. So they were actually hiding that child, you know, under the steps during that time. There Mom, really is the people under the stairs. Why was she taken from the family, though? Do, do we know? They didn't say. Because she was taken yeah, from a biological mom and biological dad. Why was I was curious why she was taken from the family. Wasn't that, that, isn't that what the movie The People Under the Stairs was about? Wasn't it about stolen children living under the stairs? I didn't see it. Y'all you know, remember that movie, The People mm -hmm. Under the Stairs? Come on, all my uncles and aunties out there. Come mm -hmm. on, talk to me now. Movie came out in the And 90s. then they had Flowers in the Attic also. I don't know if you saw that. Flowers in the Attic. Mm -mm. That was also kids hidden in the attic. Now, she was examined by paramedics. They said she was fine before she was released to the custody of her legal guardian and older sister at an undisclosed location. She recognized her big sister and was happy to see her. They said she was well taken care of and in good health. The only problem is that she hasn't been to school and they weren't educating her at the house. They said she was really excited when the cops passed the McDonald's on their way to re reunite her with her sister and her guardian. She hadn't had McDonald's in some time, so they turned around and got her some McDonald's. So what has she been eating? What was they feeding her? little girl. Well, they were feeding her food, but she wanted McDonald's. She, have, she hasn't left they the house. They couldn't have gone out to yeah, get McDonald's, McDonald's and bring exciting. her back home? They couldn't bring her back to the stairs? <laughs> like, I guess Jesus. they just did it. And right. by the way, if there was no COVID, they'd have found that young lady a lot earlier. That year of everybody being quarantined mm. helped them out a lot, I'm sure. All right, now let's talk about Total. He's a fired Minneapolis police officer who's been charged alongside two former colleagues with violating George Floyd's civil rights during that fatal arrest. He actually took the witness stand in his own defense. He said he had a different role. And according to Total, he is now he's the first defendant that's been charged to speak publicly about his actions. And so uh, what he had to say was that um, he had dreamed of being a police officer and, you know, he talked about a childhood experience where police were called to his home because of a domestic violence incident involving his abusive father. He said he was taught to use his knees as part of his training in the Minneapolis Police Department to keep a suspect pinned to the ground. And he said he used his knee as leverage and that prevented the suspect from rolling around or getting up. And so he said this is what he was taught in the academy when he was there. And he said he was never told that it was improper. 
And so that was him. And he said that um, as he and, and Derek Chauvin were responding to back up the other officers, he said that um, that the place that they were driving to is hostile to police. He said it's a well-known Bloods gang hangout. And so he testified that the other officers would not have been aware of that because they were rookies. And then he said he had never seen this much of a struggle in his eight years as a police officer and that it appeared that George Floyd was on some kind of drugs and had superhuman strength that more than three officers could could handle. So that's what he had to say um, as he took the stand in his own defense. And I think the other two officers are planning to take the stand as well. So we'll keep you updated on what is going on. Uh, they have all pleaded not guilty to these charges against them. And the other officers, and Tao also faces an additional charge alleging that they knew Chauvin was kneeling on Floyd's neck, but did nothing to stop him. All three defendants are charged with using the color of the law, which means their positions as police officers to deprive Floyd of his civil rights by allegedly showing deliberate indifference to his medical needs. So that uh, is still going on and we'll continue to keep you updated. And that is your front page news. All right. Now, uh, when we come back, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. A lady called this morning. Uh, and she was having an issue with her child's school. My son comes into the car and tell me a teacher called him a jerk, so I'm ready to let this lady have it. My son is six years old, and a school teacher, instead of inspiring them and being a role model, she over there calling him a jerk, a sloth, telling him it's not rocket science. So what would y'all do? Because I'm literally trying to make myself not get incarcerated because I'm afraid of jail, to be truthful with you. But I'm willing <laughs> to, to go. let this lady have it because enough is enough. All right. 800 I'm afraid of jail, to be honest with you, but I'm willing to go. What would you do if a teacher called your six-year-old a jerk? What context? You're a jerk. Like the song? No. They're trying to teach you to dance, trying to be no, cool? No, no, no. Like, like you did something wrong. You didn't know something. And the teacher called. He was called. Oh, your, your your child was cartwheeling. Okay. And they called you mm-hmm. a jerk. Okay. Okay. Feels like you've been called a jerk before in school. So. Mm-hmm. If I did, I'm sure I, I think that's so inappropriate. <laughs> knowing me, I was very. I think that is so inappropriate child. to do that to a six-year-old, to any student. If you're a teacher, you know, I went to school thinking I was going to be a teacher, and I did teach um, fifth and sixth grade. Uh, for a semester, so I'll tell you what I think about that. All right, 800-585-1051. What would you do? Call us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us uh, during Get It Off Your Chest, a woman called this morning and um, had a little issue at her son's school. Let's listen. My son comes into the car and tell me a teacher called him a jerk, so I'm ready to let this lady have it. My son is six years old, and a school teacher, instead of inspiring them and being a role model, she over there calling him a jerk, a sloth telling him it's not rocket science. So what would y'all do? Because I'm literally trying to make myself not get incarcerated because I'm afraid of jail, to be truthful with you. But I'm ready to let this lady have it because enough is enough. 800-585-1051. We're asking what would you do if uh, your six-year-old child was called a jerk in school? Now, Charlemagne and I was talking, and he is absolutely right. 
Back in my day, if a teacher called me a jerk, I definitely would say your mother. Your mother's a jerk. I would say your mother is a jerk because I was a bad, disrespectful little kid who was always in trouble. And you know what would have happened in that situation? What? I would have gotten more trouble than the teacher because I would have been sent to the principal's office for saying that your mother is a jerk. And then I'd have been in the principal's office trying to explain, well, she called me a jerk first. See? And none of my, none of the teachers, none of the principals, my parents, none of them would want to hear that. No. See, you know, okay? In that case, I wouldn't have gotten in trouble because as soon as I told my mother or my father that a teacher called me a jerk, they would be like, all right, you was right for saying your mother. I don't know if they would have back in the day, bro. Yeah, back in the back in the day, they didn't really listen to kids the way we nah, listen to kids now. My parents listen to me. My parents listen to me. If like that was one thing I knew that if I ever got in trouble, I can call them immediately. So if a teacher called me a jerk and I said your mama's a jerk, then when my mama came to school, then my mama would call your mom. My, my mama would call my teacher's mama a jerk and, too. And truth be told, I've never been on the right side of any of that in school. Well, that's probably that's that. That was always mama. it was all I always instigated it. Yeah, that seems like you. <laughs> Always in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> but if that was my child, um, I would go have a conversation with that teacher immediately. Yeah. There's no emails. There's no phone calls. I'm pulling up after school, yep. and I want to go talk to the teacher, and I'm going to ask the teacher a simple question. Did you call my child a jerk? And then if she says, yeah, I called him a jerk. Then we got to have a conversation, and I have to. I, I can't even leave that conversation with you. I have to take that conversation immediately to your supervisor because that has to be on record for if I got to give you a wedgie. Uh, I'll slap the shit out you next time I see you. Well, you can't do it because she's a woman, but I... It depends. I, we don't know. All teachers aren't women, well, No, but in this case, the teacher was a woman. All right, my wife will slap the shit out of her. There you go. But I mean, I, I would do... The, the first thing I would do is I would have my attorney draw up a letter because I would need to have it on record just in case that does happen and my wife has to slap the ish out of a teacher. Just want it on record just in case and, and say that this, this teacher is, uh, is very aggressive. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, I would have my wife go down there and, and have a little tongue lashing with this teacher. And by the way, we just talking. We would never hit the teacher, but we would sue him. <laughs> we, would, we, would, we, would, we would go to their supervisors. Yeah, okay, all correct. of that is true, yes. all right? Now, what about well, I you? Just, I, I think that uh, from the side of things, from the teacher side of things, I remember when I was doing my apprenticeship to be a teacher, uh, one of the teachers would always lose control in the classroom and talk crazy to the students, and students don't respect that when a teacher does that, and then it allows for them to feel like they can speak to her that way. Like you said, you would call the teacher a jerk back or say your mom is a jerk or something like that. Absolutely. And so I just think that creating that environment makes people feel like that's appropriate to talk to each other that way, and you never want to do that as a teacher. That's why you always have to have control and be as authoritative as possible, and also teach them how to show respect to each other. So I think that is one of the main things, because once you lose control like that, it's hard to get it back. Yeah, I agree with that, but I'll tell you something. Mm -hmm. You do respect the teacher if she curses you out the way you and your friends curse each other out. You like like if, you, if you call him an F-boy, you know what I mean? Or tell him he switched sides like a little bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stuff like that. I'm telling you. Why are you sensitive to the, the, the bitch and not the person? I don't know why my brain did that. But I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. If you, I, if, if you, you, if you curse him out in that okay way, they respect like, But I think you don't want kids to feel like it's appropriate to speak that way. Because then they talk to each other like that. They talk to they you already like are, that. Though. You don't want them to. You don't want to set that standard. They already are. And I, okay. get, I, I agree, but they already are talking to each other like that. And if you curse them out the way they curse each other out, the whole class would be like, ooh, burn. But, see, ooh. but I ain't going to lie. I also and then that's an ego thing. I had teachers that put hands on you, too. Oh, yes. I had teachers that are, that are grab me by the collar, yes. grab me by the shirt. Absolutely. Yeah, I, you know. That, 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 I don't think that happens as no, much anymore. That anymore no. But when I grew up, Monk's Corner, South Carolina. I'm telling you, we had a fourth grade teacher in Whitefield Elementary School. Boy, Miss Freeman used to put hands on people, boy. Be yeah. jacking us up in the classroom. Shout out to Miss Harris. Miss Butterfield used to grab my cheeks, grab my cheeks in my face and, and pinch them, it, like pull me out the oh. class. Yep. What Mr. Harris used to do to your cheeks? Miss Harris. I ain't hear that yeah, part. Was, was, no, Mr. Harris, Mr. Harris did what to your cheeks? Hello, who's King, this? do you want to discuss this childhood trauma <laughs> that you experienced? Wow. Hello, who's this? 
Hi, my name's Alicia. Alicia, good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? I'm Bless doing Black well. and Holly Fair. How, how are you? you? So what? Some, uh, teacher I called am your... too. I am too. So what did the teacher call your kid? <laughs> it was an after-school teacher, and he said my son looked like Squidward. Like who? Squidward. 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 Well, before we judge, <laughs> does he? <laughs> does he? Does <laughs> No, he don't. No, he don't. So I, I pressed the situation. I went right back to, to after school right after because I like to address things right then and there. I'm not taking it home. Um, he didn't want me to go back because he know like I'm. He, he looked I, like I'm Squidward. No, he don't. Stop playing with me. <laughs> okay. And how old is your son? He's seven. Oh. He's seven. So um, I went back. I'm like, I want to talk to such and such, whatever the teacher name was, because he said my son looked like Squidward. I'm ready to, I see him coming. I'm ready to go all off on him. But long story short, come to find out, my son told the teacher that his teeth is messed up and he looks crazy. See, that, that, that was me. So, I was that kid. Right. right. So, you know, you know and, I, and I had to address it and I, I let my son know. I'm like, that's not just, that the teacher's not your size. Because I'm ready. I'm like, you're going to get me in trouble one day because I'm always ready to go off on a teacher because I don't play behind my kids. Same like the mom said, I would go to jail behind mine. But my mm-hmm. kid is that kid with the mouth that's going to tell you how he feels. So we just got to get to the bottom of the story before we jump together. Absolutely. That was me. And that's why whenever stuff like that used to happen, first thing my daddy would say, well, what did you do? Because <laughs> it was always one side. Well, what did you do? And then he was right a lot of the time. I did instigate that. I'd be the one messing with the teacher, and the teacher say something back to me, and now I'm upset. 800-585-1051. A woman called in earlier during Get It Off Your Chest. This is what she said. My son comes into the car and tell me a teacher called him a jerk, so I'm ready to let this lady have it. My son is six years old, and a school teacher, instead of inspiring them and being a role model, she over there calling him a jerk, a sloth, telling him it's not rocket science. So what would y'all do? Because I'm literally trying to make myself not get incarcerated because I'm afraid of jail, to be truthful with you. But I'm ready to let this lady have it because enough is enough. What would you do in that situation? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it now. I know it now. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club Top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, a woman called this morning, uh, and she had an issue with her son's teacher. Let's listen. My son comes into the car and tell me a teacher called him a jerk, so I'm ready to let this lady have it. My son is six years old, and a school teacher, instead of inspiring them and being a role model, she over there calling him a jerk, a sloth, telling him it's not rocket science. So what would y'all do? Because I'm literally trying to make myself not get incarcerated because I'm afraid of jail, to be truthful with you. But I'm ready to let this lady have it because enough is enough. So we're asking 800-585-1051, what would you do in this situation? We have Tiffany on the line. Tiffany, good morning. Good morning. Hey, now, something happened with your, your son? Yes, I have a four-year-old. He's in preschool, and he does not talk. He's like the sweetest thing in the world, shy. And he came home and told me that his teacher called him hard-headed and that he was a little baby because he wanted to go to the bathroom. And when they let him go back to the mat, he peed on himself. Damn. Oh, that's sad. So what'd you do? I'm a teacher, and I found that out the next morning. I called for my teacher's phone. I teach in the same district. 
And I called that teacher. I said, this is unacceptable. And if I hear something again, I'm coming up to the school. Well, I have a conversation with my kids all the time to say, if you have to go to the bathroom and your teacher says, no, you cannot leave the class, you go to the bathroom. I don't want you peeing on you yourself. Go. I don't want you peeing in class. You go to the bathroom. And if there's a problem, you call mom or you call dad. You have your teacher call mom and dad. Exactly. We'll be there in five minutes. So you go into the bathroom. My teacher ain't going to pee, pee in on no class now. If they got to go, you go. Don't don't. If, if they say so you can't go, you go. My kid come home with, kid, with clothes that don't belong to him. And he upset because you're calling him hard-headed. That's it's right. Pre-K. You're absolutely right. They all hard-headed. <laughs> you're right. Have a good one, Mama. <laughs> you too. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Bree from the beach. Hi, y'all. Hey, Bree. Good morning. Hi. Um. Well, answer your question. I just want to say good morning, y'all. Peace good y'all. morning. Good morning. I need relationship calls. Relationship. We got one answer about people's feelings. But, um... <clears throat> Answer your question. My daughter is four years old now. When she was three, um, a teacher saw my daughter was getting beat up by a student and didn't say nothing about it. Only way I found out about it is when my, I asked my daughter why she got these bite marks on her. Turns out this same teacher uh, was letting this one student now bite all the other children and wasn't doing nothing about it. So I had to go to the school and cuss their ass out. Now the lady ain't got her job. Now on her defense... <laughs> On uh, her defense, I will not go up there because she didn't keep that put her hands on the child. So just go talk to the kid, talk to the principal. Like, okay, so why is she using this language to my kid? And you know, this teach kid words may hurt, but you know, sounds don't hurt even more. So I'm know. not gonna lie, I gotta see parents in that situation too. Why your child coming to school biting on Sharon? But kids go through that phase. Sometimes they go through a biting phase. They go through a hitting phase. My kids ain't never gone through no phase where they biting on people. I'm sure other kids in her school did. I was three years old. Three years old. Uh They know better. Who is this little vampire out here giving people rabies, possibly? Giving people rabies. Goodbye. I don't know. But one thing about my child, she stood her her ground because my child was beating her hind the whole whole day. (laughs) As she should. Going around, going to school, biting on people, churn. Hello, who's this? This is Tempest from the Bronx. Hey, Tempest. Good morning. Good morning. Talk to us. Well, listen, I'm meeting her at the school, and we're going to discuss why she thought it was okay for her to call my child a jerk. I'm going there, (laughs) and then I'm going to the principal, because the principal needs to put her in check, too. No. If my child did something... You tell me, and I'll handle it. That's not your place. Especially if you call him no jerk. Nah. That's right. How you doing? Good morning. You put my child in jerk? Nah. <laughs> nah and, and then you say, and then you say, I want to see you dance. And then you put on the your jerk song. I'm a jerk. That's right. <laughs> jerk. Goodbye. Jerk. jerk. Goodbye. You make the teacher dance backwards. What's the moral of the story? <laughs> the moral of the story is stop playing with people churn. Okay, I'm, it's simple. It's really that simple. That same golden rule y'all be teaching them kids, doing to others you would have them doing to you. Treat people's kids the way you want them to treat your kids and your grandkids before somebody have you in that classroom dancing to your jerk. Okay. <laughs> All right, we got rumors on the way, ye. Yes, and let's talk about the Super Bowl effect. We'll talk about the halftime show, how that affected people's streaming numbers, and what else Dr. Dre had to say following the big show. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's happening? How you guys feeling? Good morning. Blessed, black, and highly favored always. Uh, yeah, I was trying to stay up and watch the versus battle last night, and so I got to the beginning of it, but then I started falling asleep. Yeah, no. Nah. Shout out to them, and, and Envy, you have one on Friday, right? 
Yeah, well, I don't, you have to DJ? I don't have a versus yet. I'm DJing one. It's uh, Tracy McGrady versus Allen Iverson. They're doing highlights because it's an uh, all-star game this weekend. So I'm DJing for that. I think uh, a couple people hosting. So it should be good. It's going to be on the Breacher, Breacher Report. Bleacher. Bleacher Report. Bleacher, Bleacher Report and on Versus. Bleacher? I don't know why I said Bleacher. <laughs> Bleacher Report. It's going to be on the Bleacher Report and also uh, Versus. Yeah, but I fell asleep last night. I, I was going to watch it, and then I have a 10-week-old. She was laying on, on Daddy's chest, and next thing I know, we were both knocked out. I saw so. folks mad at uh, Jack Thriller. What they was they mad about? Because he was cracking jokes? Yes. He called, uh, called him a runaway slave. So what? You got a comedian out there. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a comedian host Versus, the comedian's going to tell jokes. Well, that's what he did. Name I think some people name. also watching didn't know who, who he was, too. I mean, we know Jack Thriller, but some people also were like, who is this? Oh, so they didn't know Why he was a comedian. Probably not. They just like, who is this yeah, crazy-looking guy on stage? And what was he wearing? He had on an all-red leather outfit, kind of looking like um, Eddie Murphy, when Eddie Murphy oh, did, oh, was that, it Raw, when yeah, he had okay. on the red that, leather? That's Jack Thriller's signature thing. That's you know, that's, that's actually uh, the Michael Jackson outfit. That's the Michael Jackson red, uh, what Jack video it. was that? What video was that? Was it Beat It? Might have been beat it. With was the, it bad? Bad. And I think it was beat it. I don't remember. It was beat it. I think it was beat it when Michael had the all red it was on. Beat it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's that's Jack Thriller's whole thing. Mm. You know the Thriller aspect of it. Salute to Jack Jack mm-hmm. Thriller. Drop on the clues, Michael Jack Thriller. Man. Mm, shout out to Jack Thriller. All right. Well, we got rumors on. And, and shout out to Michael Jackson, by the way. If y'all haven't had a chance to go see their Broadway play, the Mike <laughs> MJ the musical, I do want to put that out there. That was amazing. I've been talking about that since I went to go see it. So you said, and shout out to Michael Jackson. So whoa, Michael going to tweet yes, you later. I mean, that <laughs> tweet you later. Tweet you MJ, later. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the shout out. MJ yeah. the musical. But there was a uh, three different people that played Michael Jackson in that play. They were really, really dope. All right. Well, shout out to Mike. All right. We got rumors on the way. Uh, yes, we are going to be talking about uh, Baby Blue. You know, he's in jail right now for that whole PPP loan scam, $24 million. He turned himself in, and we'll tell you what he had to say about um, getting caught up. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Dr. Dre says that he is planning to work with Mary J. Blige on her next album. And so here's what he had to say uh, after the Super Bowl. Mary came back here to the house um, last night and we went downstairs to the studio. And she was playing me samples and and we were just vibing out because um, we're talking about working, to, working on her next project. And we were downstairs having a, a ton of fun, man, just listening to samples and music and you know, playing around like that. And Don Cheeto came over and he's just like one of my favorite actors, you know? So, it, you know, I just had a house full of amazing talent and that's all we did. Just sat in the studio and played music and had fun dancing around. Now he also did say, and he wasn't sure if he was supposed to say it, but he is going to be uh, working on Mary's next album. So that'll be dope to hear. And as far as the numbers after the halftime show, from Spotify, they said Dr. Dre streams increased by 185% in the hour following the game. Mary J. Blige's No More Drama, 520% increase. The next episode, uh, 270% increase. And Still Dre, 245% increase. And Kendrick's All Right, 250% increase. That's just on Spotify alone. Wow. What about Eminem? Lose yourself. Lose yourself. Uh, Eminem, no. lose yourself. Entered the top ten on the U.S. Spotify chart for the first time following the Super Bowl. It was the first 2000 hip hop song to reach one billion streams. Wow, makes all the mm-hmm. sense in the world so to me. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> we have to them, yeah. We that's get, why it makes sense to do that halftime show, even it, though you don't get paid for it. And salute to Kendrick too. Kendrick picked the two songs that I, I absolutely felt he should do. I, I I really thought he should have did Good Kid, Mad City, and he should have did All Right, and he did them. Mm-hmm. He 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 drop on the clues bounce with Kendrick songs. The Good Kid, Mad City is a risky record. Nah, to do it a Super Bowl halftime show. What if Pyro's and Crips all got that's along? It, they're probably gonna be down. Biggest records in them festivals. Yeah, but it wasn't a single. though, is what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. They most of the time, most second. of the time when they do those halftime shows, they want you to do the the hits. That's probably his biggest, biggest songs ever. Yes, festivals. that was a cultural hit. Yeah. All right, and shout out to Mary J. Blige, by the way. She is encouraging women to go get screened, get their health screenings, make sure that you get get your breast exams and everything. Uh, here is what she's posted with Halogic on her page. Everything looks good. See you next year. See you next year. Thank you. Making your health a priority is real love. Her logic, the science of sure. Oh, I think I saw that. That commercial came on a couple times in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, they said it mm-hmm. got like millions of views and now she's posted it on her page. But that is something dope to even discuss right now just because that day that uh, this was posted, two different people had already spoken to me like in that uh, the week prior to that, like, make sure you go and get your mammogram. I just went and got mine. So we do want to make sure that women know that you go get your health screenings every single year, uh, things that you need to do. And we are about to talk to Coach Jesse and uh, Dr. Aletha Maybank and also Stephanie Blake about also checking your blood pressure and all of those things. So we just want to make sure we're prioritizing self-care and health. And so that. You know, that's just an important message that I want to make sure we keep on highlighting. And that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Missy. Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? Man, there's a priest that needs to come to the front of the congregation. Okay. He needs to step down off the pulpit and come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. His name is Priest Andre Arango from Arizona. Okay. Uh, We mm -hmm. will discuss because a lot of y'all going to hell because y'all baptisms is null and void. We'll discuss. All right. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Deepak Chopra's Mind Body Zone. In this podcast, Deepak talks with guests like John Batiste and helps listeners redefine their lives. Sign up for a free 30-day audible trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Charlemagne, say the gang, dunk it other Charlemagne. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day does Dang. not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey that. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Uh, yeah, it's the Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Well, donkey of the day for Wednesday, February 16th goes to an Arizona priest named Andre Arango. Okay, he is a priest, a Catholic priest, who quite possibly has bought a whole bunch of you a first-class ticket to hell. Listen, I hate to be the bearer of bad news on this fine Wednesday morning, but there is thousands of y'all walking around right now with illegitimate baptisms. Mm-hmm. What is Uncle Charlotte talking about this morning? What is the good brother Lenard saying in regards to illegitimate baptisms? Exactly what I said. All right, some of y'all baptisms are null and void, fraudulent, unauthorized, unsanctioned, unofficial, unlicensed, Un, un, un whatever, okay? Okay, whatever you had happen under the water don't count because Priest Andres Arango didn't say it right. He didn't say the baptism right. It's like a spell. You know how your iPhone has uh, 10 Harry Potter spells that work with Siri, but they don't work if you don't pronounce it right? That's kind of what happened with your baptism. One word, one word kept you from being cleansed 
of all your sins. I can't make this kind of foolishness up. Let's go to Fox 10 Phoenix for the report, please. One word has made a divine difference when it comes to the first sacrament in the Catholic faith, baptisms. Phoenix priest Father Andres Arango resigned and apologized after he had changed a pivotal word in the baptismal rite. The priest had been saying, we baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The correct version starts with, I baptize you. Arango had been part of the Catholic Diocese in Phoenix since 2005. He posted an apology letter through the diocese, saying in part he would dedicate his energy to remedy the situation. Other sacraments taken after, like confirmation, marriage, and holy orders, could also be invalid if the baptism itself is invalidated. I, I can't keep up with this level of perfection y'all got going on in 2022. This this kind of perfection you have to have now, I, I can't deal with it. You know, if this is the kind of perfection you have to have, I'm screwed. Okay, I'm confused by this. Instead of saying, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit during back baptism, uh, a priest Andre said, we. And the issue with using we is that it is not the community that baptizes a person rather it is christ and him alone who presides at all of the the baptisms and so it is christ jesus who baptizes god you know my heart and i try to only say what it is that you want me to say and in this moment the spirit is telling me to scream cap 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 where is president joe biden when i need him huh let me hear it oh well pull it up when you can okay there's a cap. That's right. Say it again, President. There's a cap. That's right. Priest Arango, it is I. It is I when you're getting baptized. As in you. You are baptizing people in the name of the Holy Spirit. Even if you say we to me means you, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. That's the collective. That's we. That's a group. That's the Migos. That's Destiny's Child. That's Wu-Tang Clan. It's a collective, okay? The lie, the cap, is that it is Christ and him alone who presides at all of the sacraments. And it is Christ Jesus who baptizes. Jesus might be there in spirit, but Jesus didn't dunk you under that water. Jesus not physically there with you, but that priest Andre is standing there. Okay, he's there. And him dunking you in the name of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, that sounds about right to me. So why is Priest Arango getting donkey today? I'll tell you why. For stepping down, for resigning, for causing all of this fuss for no damn reason. Do you really think God, okay, G-O-D, the Almighty who forgives us for all our sins if we repent is tripping because you said we and not I? Seriously. Does intention not matter? Baptism represents the forgiveness and cleansing from sin that comes through faith in Jesus Christ. Okay, baptism publicly acknowledges one's confession of faith and belief in the gospel message. It also symbolizes the sinner's entrance into the community of believers. You think all of that changed because the priest said, uh, we and not I? Huh? When if you ask me, I is the right thing to say, because like I said, I, as in you, priest Andreas, are the person doing the baptism and doing it in the name of God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. That sounds like the right thing to do to me. It's like when you accept an award at an award show for someone who is not there. You say, I accept this award on their behalf. You could even say, we accept this award on their behalf. You could even say, I accept this award in the name of God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. All that is all good to me. It's fine. The award will get to who it belongs to, just like the meaning of being baptized will get to the person being baptized, regardless of if a priest misses a word. Where are the teachable moments, people?
Instead of stepping down, can this priest not talk about how he just made a mistake? Is this even considered a mistake? Is this something that even has to be acknowledged? Would anyone even notice if he didn't say anything? Like, what are we doing, man? We are holding people to a standard of perfection that Jesus couldn't even reach. And this is why Jesus is not coming back. This is why Jesus sends all your prayers to his spam folder. Why would he come back? Jesus is like, no, no, no. Y'all holding people to a standard of perfection that I'm not even familiar with, okay? Jesus even thinks y'all taking this perfection of Christ thing way too far. And that is why God put it on my spirit to give priest Andreas Arango a holy hee-haw. This is ridiculous. Mm-mm-mm. We're missing a word. You know how many words I miss? How many words I mispronounce? But we, God knows my heart. He knows my intention. He knows what I'm trying to say. That's why even if I say something and I miss a word or mispronounce it, you still feel it. You still know what I was trying to say. You can still respond because it's about intention. I don't know. I know God just don't call you a jerk. He don't call me. God loves me. He or she loves me. Okay. Trust me when I tell you. I am blessed, black, and highly favored. You see me? Look at me. That's a glow. <laughs> Do you see me? That's a jerk. That's a glow. Okay. All right. Better act like you know. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Yes, indeed. All right. Now, up next, uh, we have three amazing women joining us. And we're talking women, heart health, and the importance of self-measured blood pressure. We have Coach Jesse, Stephanie Johnson, and Dr. Althea Maybank. They'll be joining us talking women's health. All right. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have some special guests joining us this morning. Now, what is this about, Yeezy? Uh, can you introduce our guest? I, <laughs> I want to know what it's about. Well, we're we're talking about heart health and heart black health. women, okay? All right, we have Coach mm-hmm. Jesse, Stephanie Johnson, and Dr. Althea Maybank. Right? Aletha? Nope. What is it? Aletha. Aletha Maybank. Yeah. Welcome, listen, ladies. He, he said better than. Uh, listen, we. Hey. We thank you. Well, first of all, happy, happy Black History family, hey, Black yes. History Month, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Let's start off by that. And as we know, there's a heart health crisis. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when it comes to in the Black community, as Black women, we're talking about it is at astronomical levels, right? More than 50% of Black women over 20 have high blood pressure and they don't know it. I am one of that 50%. I did not know it. That's what ended me up having a brain aneurysm, mm-hmm. right? In 2020, where I ended up having that, and it was because it was unchecked high blood pressure. They don't check your blood pressure yearly when you go to the doctor? So here's the deal, and that's, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. Because there's literally, <laughs> that is literally a false safe place because A, your number may read too high when you're at the doctor because of what we call white coat hypertension. And so you may, a lot of people actually just just, just say, okay, you know, that's just because I'm here. I'm nervous. I was rushing. I was this, I was that. Or you may have masked um, hypertension, which is it doesn't show up as high, but it's high when you're home. Mm-hmm. So because we don't, there's this gap. Right? And this is what actually led this collaboration I'm doing with the Release the Pressure Coalition is because too many of us don't know our numbers. 
we don't understand them and we don't have the tools to monitor them at, monitor them at home. Well, mm-hmm. Dr. Alita Maybank, I want to make deal. sure we ask you, what are some of the warning signs that in sure. case you, you know, because uh, obviously you should be checking your blood pressure. But if you feel some warning signs, it might be an indication that there is some type of emergency. What are those signs? There could be signs, right? But that's the thing about high blood pressure and hypertension is that oftentimes there are no signs. You mm-hmm. don't feel it. You don't know it's high. It's known as the silent killer. Silent killer. The silent killer that causes like the number one cause of death as it relates to heart disease. And so what happens, because so folks don't particularly always get this, is that, you know, there are always two numbers to our blood pressure, right? Mm-hmm. And what that means is really the pressure as your heart pumps blood out into your body, it gives a pressure. There's a pressure that it does against your vessels. And as it fills back up, there's another pressure. And we want that pressure to be typically healthy wise, less than 20 and less than 80. So less than 120 over 80. Mm -hmm. And if it's elevated anywhere between 120 to 129 and still less than 80, we'd say that's that's elevated, right? So we need to watch, right? And we need to make sure we're having conversations with our physicians about what to do. And then high blood pressure is really diagnosed 130 and higher Mm. or 80 and higher. And I can tell you, like I've had, I have lots of conversations with people all the time who tell, say what their blood pressure is and they'll tell me numbers over 130, but then they'll say, oh, my doctor said that that's okay and that's fine. And I'm like, no, that's no, really not. So that's why it's really important for us to know what those levels are so we can advocate for ourselves in our spaces with our physicians or your healthcare providers, but also with your family to really know the numbers. And so the way that we can really help, you know, monitor what's happening is for us to have self-monitoring blood pressure cuffs. The yeah. question what is the best time to take it, right? Because I, I had to do something. Perfect. Shout out to Lincoln Tech, right? Mm-hmm. I had to do something for Lincoln Tech, and uh, it was like at 1230. So at 1215, I had Chick-fil-A. <laughs> right? I'm not going to say anything, but so okay. I had, I had, I had eight-piece nuggets with Polynesian sauce, french oh fries, God, really? and a large half and really? half, right? Oh my God. So I took it. And they was like, well, this is kind of hot. <laughs> Right like, away. I just but had some Chick-fil-A if that's the reason why. So what is the but, best time but to take But you bring a, I'm going to, you have two, two points that you're bringing up right now. Is one, so what are those risk factors of like, why do we have high blood pressure in the mm-hmm. way that we do, right? So it, our families, we could get it passed down. We kind of have a sense of that. Um, poor diet, you mm-hmm. know, most of the that's salt. That's cheat day. Uh, right. Sure. We okay. 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 Yeah. 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 Got it. That's before Chick-fil-A was in New York. So cheat, when I went to Atlanta, I was eating yeah. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> okay. But most of the salt that we actually get, because people are like, oh, it's, you know, from sprinkling salt. And I'm not saying, you know, we shouldn't monitor that. But really only 10% of the salt that comes into our body or is consumed comes from sprinkling. 70% of it comes from the foods that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's already and so there. it's already there. Good, though, but go ahead. I'm, I'm sure it was. <laughs> so that's one point. But in terms of times of day, we usually recommend in the morning. And then the night. And usually what you're going to do is take it. We're going to go through this. Actually, let's do that. So, All right, let's do that. The reason, and let me just quickly say the reason we're really focusing on this education campaign, again, to close that gap. But then we collaborated to also work to get this, not to ensure that nationwide black women have access to BP cuffs so yes. that they can do this at home. Yes. So, so this BP? these blood pressure cuffs. That's a, a blood, blood pressure, pressure cuff. cuff. So this, this is how you giving it to us? Yeah, we... Oh, <laughs> well, because you got to, yeah, to take to that. That, that one know, and we're, that we're, one. We're, we're, we're gifting for like an hour. The reason this is important also for you to be educated is because many times when we go to the doctor's office, mm-hmm. they actually take it wrong. Yeah. You sitting there, your feet dangling. Yep. You've talking been talking on the phone. They're talking to you and they are literally driving your pressure up as you're taking the number. That's good. 99 over 68.
There you go. That's a lot. So, so 99 so over 68 what, is good. So what does that end so, so what does that mean? So you would actually log it. Take yeah. a, you would log it, but before you do that, you would wait a minute and you would actually do it again. Mm -hmm. We recommend to do it twice. Twice in the morning, like what a minute apart, and then twice in the evening as well. And then you would log it on one of these sheets that we have, and it's on our website and everything. Yeah. Yes, pressure.org. And then you would take that to your physician or mm -hmm. healthcare provider and just have a conversation around it. If the numbers are great, the numbers are great, and you continue doing what you're doing. But if the numbers are elevated in the way that we talked about before, then we have to consider, so what is the right treatment plan? Um, He's doing it. Sure I'm so proud of you. He's so competitive. Focus. He wants to try to beat my number. I already know what Don't he's doing. To Maybe that one. If it, <laughs> just in case. So now, how many of these are is Release the Pressure giving away to women? So Stephanie, you well, talk we're about working this on collaboration. That. Okay. That we're Through Release the Pressure, we recognize that there is a gap. And our work at the American Medical Association Forever. is really focused yeah. on, we're going to get you another cuff so okay. we can get this. Try we're going to get that number before we leave. But... The AMA uh, is positioned to work on policy, but we're also positioned to stand in the gap. And that's what Release the Pressure is uh, doing. We're making sure all of these resources are available for our black sisters. We are working with a, a distribution company right now so that all of our events forthcoming for the remainder of the year, we're able to give every person who attends and those that stream in a blood pressure cuff. So fingers crossed, can't yeah. say who that underwriter is now, but they understand the urgency and the need uh, because just like COVID, our uh, blood pressure is a crisis. All right, we have more with Dr. Aletha Maybank, Stephanie Johnson, and Coach Jesse. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Dr. Althea Maybank, Stephanie Johnson, and Coach Jesse. We're talking women's health. What can you take for high blood pressure? A lot of people don't like to take pills. Um, I hear so many different things. Some people say you work out more, you diet. They say drink more water. I'm not a pill person, so uh, what would you suggest? My, my whole family has high blood pressure, so I'm sure I'm going to get it one day. But... I know there's ways. See, that's I a know, terrible no, way that's to say That's actually yeah, that's, that's, like, yes. okay, so yes. for instance, um, Taj from SWV is working with us at the Detox now specifically to lower her blood pressure, right? Mm -hmm. And we've been able to help her with our heart supplement to wean off. So she's still, she's been managing her meds with her doctor and with Dr. Amun and managing it to where now her numbers are actually in the normal range. We've changed her diet. Mm -hmm. That's a huge piece. huge piece. She's taking our heart supplement because it works for her, you mm -hmm. know, again, with the guidance of her doctor and Dr. Moon, and then exercise, heart health is very driven by exercise as well as stress management. Those yes. are the huge pieces. But I did want to caveat because Tom Jordan, he won't mind. He's a good friend of mine, but a legend. he is okay. a legend. He Absolutely. is, and this is apropos to be here and say this. He had a stroke. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he did was because it was hereditary, high blood pressure ran in his mm -hmm. family. He thought, I'm, I'm vegan. I could take myself off my medication mm -hmm. and do it all without the mm -hmm. consultation of his physician. Very important. Not a good idea. And he speaks out about that. So he's not shy for me to share that. And so that's so important. That's critical. Like, you that is make critical. a plan with your That's what I said. Provider. That's so critical because we want to make sure, like even my grandmother, when she was here um, over the holidays, so she typically at home eats Chinese food, 94. Four year old grammar. Chinese food, deli meats. She that goes says down 137 south. over 87. I'm dying. No, 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 it's not bad because you've been talking. All everything we've been doing right now has been influencing that. Okay. Yes. So you you'll take it in the in the calm of your home. You're gonna I take that home. So, <laughs> so, so, so listen. We are not so her yeah. diet, when she came to visit me, 
I changed her diet for three weeks. We mm-hmm. measured her pressure at home. And after that three week mark, her pressure was down from like in the 160s to like literally 108 to under 50, 58 or something like that. We called her doctor right away because I was telling her we're not, you know, we're not taking your meds yet. We're going to call your doctor because if you take it and your pressure is low, it can actually be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Right. We called our physician. I said, these are the numbers since I've changed her diet. These are the numbers she's been getting. OK. And he said, OK, make sure she does not take it unless her pressure is above this number. So it's very important that we're having a dialogue mm-hmm. with whether it's your naturopath, your health coach, your doctor, so that we they know at all times you're being guided on what the next step is for you. Now it says 130 over 80. All right, so so, so you're down. So you sleep, it went down, right? It went because down. Because, you know, you're moving we're talking and all that. So how do you know, though? Because, so, like, you know, it can That's be... That's why like you're you going to do it over time. Steps. We said we have to lower your... The five minutes of waiting, mm-hmm. right? You're preparing. You haven't had caffeine. You've gone to the bed. You said you have to go to the bathroom. That could be like ten points if it's urine. Twenty points if it's defecation. It's urine. <laughs> but, but let's but let's but, but let's also say you know this is the point of that. It, this is why we want people to take it at home. Yeah. Because you have the time mm-hmm. to make sure to really get true numbers. So you're not going to just do it for one day. You know, now that you know and you have the opportunity to go out and get a S S M B P. We talk self monitoring blood pressure cuff. Now you it's 118 over 79. Beautiful. See? There you go. So beautiful. You're but getting just, calming yourself. But you're getting you're calming yourself by the second. But yeah. the point <laughs> is, is that you need to be able to do it at home every single day yes. for at least a week just to get a more sense of like the true north of what your blood pressure is. Pattern. And then be able to kind of move from there. If it was consistently over uh, 120 in that elevated space or 130, then there's an absolute conversation that you need to have with your healthcare provider and think right. through what is the right treatment plan. And to the point mentioned earlier, it doesn't mean it's always meds right away. That's right. If you're in that kind of in-between phase, because I'm, you know, I'm a physician, I don't like to take meds, but I recommend them and you have to if you have to, but I prefer to use diet and exercise mm-hmm. if I can. Not take it twice. Stress is better. And it says 118 over 76 twice. There you oh, go. Look beautiful. at you. You won. You won. You won. You won. And then, and then I do, I do I think. No, not again. <laughs> I, 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 I have a question no, though. Okay. Mine was 99, right? No, is that right. too low? No. No, it's not. No, it's not. I don't know what that means. Are you physically active? Yeah. So people who are physically active oftentimes have even lower blood pressures mm-hmm. um, but those are completely normal and Angela shape. do it over time right. just yeah. like to what the Dr. Story. Maybach is was saying is there such a thing as too low though yes yes yeah, there is a okay, what is too low so less than like 80 the top number mm-hmm. then we need to start getting concerned and especially if you start to have symptoms you feel and dizzy lower 60 and, and, and lower in the 60 on the yeah. bottom thank you and if you start to feel symptoms dizzy headache you need to speak to somebody right away mm-hmm. and drink um, water and, too that helps too. and it can help Absolutely, but you, definitely need but you to need to speak to someone as well. What yeah. other things are linked to high blood pressure? Or like, you know, if you have diabetes. high blood pressure, yeah, diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, kidney disease. Yes. Um, oh, yes. Of course, strokes. Stroke. Uh, uh-huh. It can lead to stroke. Right. And stroke, aneurysm. Aneurysm, mm-hmm. heart disease, heart failure, because your your blood is pumping against that pressure. Those are the other things that are usually the outcomes of having And we hear about that all the time. But what you brought, this conversation, which I love, is the stuff that we regularly do. Oh, I took my blood pressure at the Walmart last year. It was fine. You know, that was a year year ago. What we want to normalize is that it's not my doctor's responsibility to take my pressure. This is my first time doing this for myself. So that's why it's important. How how expensive? Like, let's just say somebody's like, I want to get the cuffs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Typically, yeah, $80. Uh, and it's an expense for families. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to make sure that we get one in the homes of yeah. all black That's families. That's why our, our, our desire is that this won't be an excuse anymore. No. One more thing. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of a study just came out. 
for those who are between 20 and 40, what they found is, and they have high blood pressure and it was undiagnosed or they didn't control it. By the time they were 50, they already started to see changes in their blood vessels. So that's, that's why it's, it's this is not an old so people conversation. No. This is a conversation for early. us. Let's go back, go back to the statistics. More than 50% of black, black women. women have high blood pressure yes. and don't know it. Yeah. Ages 20 and over. So go to the detoxnow.com. It's right on our homepage. We get you the heart kit, everything here. Yes. Uh, Why does this disproportionately affect black women so much? Oh, okay, come on. Well, we were just talking about that. Going down history. I mean, the, the reality is, and, and this is this is the part, I always think this is an and conversation because we got to look at the context of right. what our environment is, like what mm -hmm. our society is. Absolutely. And the impacts of racism, whether you're experiencing it individually, whether you're experiencing it because of where you live, you know, and the institutions, it impacts, it creates stress. Absolutely. That psychological stress manifests in our body in many different ways and causes, we were taught, as you said, Absolutely. you know, our bodies have these Radical high cortisol, cortisol levels, these hormone levels, which causes inflammation and it causes destruction all across our body, right? So you think about, you know, all the different cases in Amir, you know, and that situation, what her family is going through right now. That's stress. That's mm. major stress, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not just for her family. It's the community. It's for all of us watching it. It, it. it creates stress. Mm -hmm. And that's not just in the immediate moment. It's passed down generations. So that's a reality we live in. We say it's not because we're black why we have these risk factors no. because of health. You know, race is a social construct. It's because the condition and context of racism yep. and that system. I love what she shares about how we came to this country as yes. black women mm -hmm. having to care for others. Talk a little bit about that, okay? It's just, that's our history. Black women came here. We spent our days. That's a psychological thing that we keep passing on. Not even getting up in the morning, being able to take care of yourself before you have to take care of someone else's kids or get out. And so it's a different thing to move to a space of radical self-care where you actually get to center on yourself as a black woman first and make sure you're healthy uh, before you're taking care of your whole community. And that psyche has to change. So I know we have to go. So again, thank you ladies so much. Kit, yes. Go to thank you. detoxnow.com forward slash RTP. Yes. <laughs> pressure. Release yes. Everything pressure. we have here. Join our movement. For you, okay? We want to make sure people get these uh, blood pressure cuffs so they yes. can do this at home. Thank you so much. Yes. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank, thank you right. for having well, thank us. Thank you for joining thank us. Thank you for, for having us. American Heart Month. We got to love on each other. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Breakfast Club. Yes. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, so last night, Anthony Hamilton and Music Soulchild's verses went down. I was watching it. Actually, I was watching it on Instagram at first, and then it kept dropping, so then I had to switch and go watch on YouTube. So DJ Scratch was on there at the beginning. Um, and then Jack Thriller, it looks like he was hosting for the rest of the time. Now, one issue people had was with something Jack Thriller said. You know, he's a comedian. He had on an all red leather outfit. Mm -hmm. And here's what he had to say when he was uh, bringing Anthony Hamilton back out. Anthony, bring your runaway slave looking ass on out here, man. Come on. Come get this smoke. Black smirk, black smirk, black smirk. We got to teach him a lesson. Anthony, how many Negro spirituals you going to sing tonight? Man, bro. <laughs> 
The runaway slave comment? Yeah, so people did not like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I will say this, Music Sotal did an encore that night. Um, the Point of It All from Anthony Hamilton, that was one of my favorite songs. There were a lot of special guests that were there. Robert Glasper was there. Lucky Day was there. Uh, Donnell Jones was there. Listen to this. See me in my knees And then Jermaine Dupree was also DJing for Anthony Hamilton and Raheem Devon came out. Um, Big V from Nappy Roots, Leela James, Eric Robeson, Kevin Ross. So there was just a lot of guest appearances in the building. So it was really dope. Okay. So, yes. So shout out to them for that uh, versus. Now, let's talk about Kid Cudi. Now, he was on social media yesterday and he posted, God, please watch over me and keep my mind sane. I could use it right now. To anyone who feels alone, I'm with you and I love you. So we want to send him some prayers. And another Healing person energy. we want to shout out and send some prayers to is Coyle Ray. She posted brain dead. And then she posted to all my trendsetters, I'm sorry I let you down. I don't have it in me to keep pushing. I feel like I'm brain dead. I pray that everyone continues to keep setting trends and striving. Don't know when I'll be back, but I don't even want to think about it. I love you for life. Sending all both of them uh, individuals healing energy. That's why I say it's okay to disconnect. We are not designed as human beings to constantly, constantly, constantly have to exchange energy all the time. Think about all the energy Kid Cudi's had to exchange this weekend, just being caught up in that whole Kanye mess. Mm -hmm. Paparazzi running up on him, people tweeting him 100 miles per hour, everybody giving their opinion. That's exhausting. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. All right, so just wanted to make sure we uh, shed some light on them. And shout out to Terrence J. Now, he was on the Wendy show, and he was talking to Bevy Smith, and he revealed that he actually keeps his sneakers on when he has sex. Listen to this. Some of us don't have great feet, all right? No, that's okay. I wear sneakers when I have sex. <laughs> okay, but wait, 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 ladies, wait, wait, wait. Ladies, do not scream, because here's the thing. I know why you wear it. Cause you like to have that skin. <laughs> you like I gotta that. have that grip. You gotta have that grip. I gotta have the grip. You gotta have that grip. Norman, you know. sometimes you gotta have the grip. Can't be sneaking around the, the bedroom, you man. Know what I mean? So he takes his pants off. Takes his sneakers off. Takes his, his underwear off, and then puts his and then puts the sneakers back on. Come on, Terry. That's weird. I don't know. It's weird because he does. I guess he doesn't like his feet too. But can't you just keep socks on? You know, we know damn well Terrence don't keep his damn sneakers on during sex. But it sounds good for TV. All right. <laughs> All right. We're talking about I mean, it this morning on the Breakfast Club. No, he doesn't. Nobody, nobody does that. Come on. He, 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 Do you like, guys keep your socks on? Do people take their socks off always? I feel like it's uncomfortable not to. But we ain't talking about socks. Off. We're talking about sneakers, Jordans, Yeezys, Pumas. He's not keeping his sneakers on during sex. We know this. Come on. I mean, you can't you, have your sneakers in the bed. So are you standing up? Yeah, it's not real. But if you <laughs> continue to entertain it. But it's good. It makes for good TV and it makes for good talk conversation, I guess. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, up next is the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in 800 585 1051. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. The General Insurance is a quality insurance company that has been saving people money for nearly 60 years. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And you should take a closer look at the General. Call 800 General or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Summer 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now it's Black History Month. What we doing? Man, you know, every day the Black Effect Podcast Network, we drop a daily podcast called I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either. And in this episode of I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either, we learn hush puppies were created to be used as a muzzle. B-Dot, teach us something, man. On today's episode of I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either, I got a question. Do you like hush puppies? I love hush puppies, especially with some fish. I do some flounder over here, maybe some catfish over here. Get some little shrimp over here. Bread and butter, real good. And I really like the onion ring shaped hush puppies better than the round ball ones. But I like the round ball ones too. Hush puppies, hush puppies, hush puppies. I love hush puppies. Did you know that those same hush puppies were rooted in slavery? I didn't know, maybe you didn't. Welcome to Mr. Dottie's neighborhood. And we're at the home of one of the most influential saxophonists of all time. John Coltrane, right here in High Point, North Carolina. We are in John Coltrane's house. And yes, we are handling it with great care. See, in slavery times, the enslaved people would get together and think, how can we get off this plantation? They would devise all types of plans, but there will always be one common problem when they would try to leave. The dogs. How could they get past the dogs? So what did they think to do? They made these little balls of morsels of bread, flour, a little honey, and they would throw them up under the fences. And they would say, hush puppies. Hush. Hush puppies. Hush. And then they take off those delicious morsels of bread. Who would have thought? Hush puppies for the modern day muzzle. I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. I didn't know. All right. Well, happy Black History Month. That's right. And make sure that you download I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either. It comes out every day during Black History Month on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Salute to my guy, B-Dot. Uh, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. All right. Well, we'll be back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Whoa. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now uh, it's time to get up out of here. Is there a new uh, a new reality show on Netflix called uh, Young, Famous, and African? What? Is that true? Never heard of that. It's oh. called what? Young, Famous, and African. Okay. I haven't heard of that either. No. <laughs> But right. I did watch Inventing Anna. I don't know if you guys saw that. No, I got to see that. I heard that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I got to see that. So um, you got a positive note, Charlemagne? Yes, the positive oh, note. There is, there is a show. There is a show called Young, Famous, and African. It is, right? It's in yeah, It's in South Africa. Oh, I want to see that. Shout out to all the uh, South Africans uh, that, that always listen to us. Uh, Johannesburg. And I Cape love Town. South Africa. Shout out to my guy. Yeah, Les. it's in Joburg. Oh, yeah. Yep, Joburg. Salute to South Africa. Salute to the homie Bonang. Bonang Matiba. Mm -hmm. That's my partner right there. All right. Well, you got a positive note? The positive note is simply this. Standing alone is better than being around people who don't value you. Breakfast club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done? <laughs>